We are I. It's wild to see this censorship that's, you know, happening in Canada right now, which is, you know, more just like the type of censorship that you would expect the media to portray about a country like Russia or North Korea or China. And I don't think that we we can turn a blind eye to that anymore. I know that you can criticize and say, you know, oh, it's not that bad in Canada. And, you know, like, oh, people are making a big deal about it. And, you know, yes, this, you know, should be censored and that should be censored and this should be deplatformed and that should be deplatformed. But it's like, well, no, this is the problem. Like this is, this is where we're at in Canada that because of Justin Trudeau's internet censorship bill, now you have one of the most popular premiers in Canada now has been banned from meta services. So, you know, we can specifically target Facebook here because this is the one that's in the forefront of this article. Where Danielle Smith, who just won a landslide, a absolute landslide majority in Alberta just recently within the last month. And now you've had her Facebook accounts deleted and, and suspended, maybe not deleted, but suspended for sure because of what she is saying against the government, the information that she's putting out is deemed to be false or misleading or, you know, I can't remember what the third kind of category that was, but you have somebody who's not only a premier who uses these tools to be able to speak to her constituents, which is fucking insane because this person just won a majority government in a province in Canada, one of the richest, if not arguably the richest province in all of Canada. Now you're not allowing her to speak to her constituents when the information that she's putting out is absolutely accurate. It's counter to what Justin Trudeau and the federal government is saying, but it's absolutely truth. It's absolutely true. Never mind that you have a person who's now in a position of power to create policy. So it may not be true yet, but when she comes out and says, I'm going to do X, that is what she's politically working on. That's why she was elected by the people. It may not be true yet, but she's working on making it true. So if you fact check it in real time, it may not be true, but it actually absolutely is the truth and the truth about democracy and why democracy is held allegedly in such high regard and maybe not here in Canada anymore. But like when you think of those core principles, if I say I'm going to go to the gym today and somebody in real time says, well, that's not accurate because you haven't gone yet and you may not go. Your intention is to go, but you haven't gone yet. So you should wait to until you've gone to say that you've did or that you did go. Well, it's like, well, now you're splitting hairs because I'm like, I have a track record of going to the gym every morning. But fact checker comes back, say, well, you don't go every morning. It's like, well, that actually absolutely is true. I didn't go yesterday morning, full transparency. 
But I did work out twice yesterday in the morning or in the afternoon and in the evening, just not in the morning because I didn't have time. Too many meetings starting too early, blah, 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 blah. So again, this is the problem with people wanting to be able to fact check other people and not having autonomy over speech and messages. And what do you allow and not allow? And the same thing is happening to governors and senators in the states as well as Canada is that their messages are being deplatformed, demonetized, and shadow banned. And this has been proven. This is not speculation, tinfoil hat theory. This is actually legitimately has been proven. And a lot of this has been proven because of the Twitter fires, Twitter files. And now you have a premier in, like I said, arguably one of the richest provinces, if not the richest province in Canada, who just got elected to a majority government, has now been banned off Facebook because of Justin Trudeau's internet censorship bill. That's how wild it is. Now you go to this documentary, Canada is Dying, that this gentleman here in Canada has spent a long time making. Without any warnings, YouTube suspends their account because it's controversial and deemed to be too graphic. Well, motherfucker, there's John Wick scenes on YouTube. There is Saving Private Ryan scenes. There's UFC fights. There's boxing fights. There's people breaking people's bones. There's open-air slave markets on YouTube. So let's be real. What's too violent? Or what is too much of the truth? Because this documentary is a documentary about the insane state of Canada and where it's at right now. Let people be the judge. Because I know some of it that I've watched, the hour and I think 27 minutes or hour 23 minutes, I've watched some of it. And this is shit I see all the time. If people don't think when they drive onto the downtown east side, you are going to see shit like that in Vancouver. Well, why don't you buy a plane ticket and come out here and then tell me that that is false information where you have people, getting try, people trying to get hit by cars, open fights while you're at street or sitting at a red light where you see fights on the side, people shooting up heroin with needles right beside where your wife, your children, your husband and everybody are in this car. People lock their doors driving down that street or make sure their doors are locked and their windows are rolled up because the people will attack you inside your fucking car. So, it may be a harsh reality to face, but it's absolutely the truth. Then you have internet censorship and overall censorship, but like what happened with Fox News the other day when the Trump arrest came out, putting the picture of Biden and Trump side by side and said, dictator in the White House is trying to take out political opponent and then fired this the editor or CEO of Fox, can't remember which one, issued a public apology and it's like, okay, but what happened to allowing to be able to criticize the regime? That's what journalism is all about. Is it a little bit harsh? Maybe, but let your viewership decide, not advertising dollars, not what may be inconvenient. Because the one thing that we do see because of platforms now like Twitter allowing an open air discussion, an open free market of debate 
It has blown up these platforms. It's also blown up what is a woman because what is a woman got um, deplatformed off YouTube too. And look at the success that it's having on Twitter. You know, etching into that 150 million views. You know, Canada is dying is going to obviously not be as crazy, but it's also trending on Twitter. It's also gaining a ton of um, exposure on Twitter because now the gentleman who came out with the documentary, he was forced to release it on Twitter, which he wanted it to be on YouTube, not Twitter. But now he's gaining the exposure that it rightfully deserves. Tucker Carlson, after the inconvenient truth that he's been spitting out, you know, is what now four episodes into his Tucker on Twitter, you know, monologues. So censorship doesn't work. Because again, if there, if there wasn't the censorship to the level that there is, Elon Musk never would have bought Twitter and tried to reform it into what it is. It's giving these people more of a message. And one thing that we have learned is that the more that these other platforms specifically intentionally try to withhold information from the public, they just go somewhere else, which now is the Twitter. There used to be some of these like, you know, Substacks and Mastodons and Truth Social, all these other ones that came out. But nobody took something that was already existing to the degree that it was with popularity and transformed that literally overnight. But this is what you see. This is the problem with censorship is not censorship doesn't mean not in today's day and age. Censorship does not mean that you are going to silence those voices. What it actually means now because of the world that we live in with Elon Musk buying Twitter is it actually enhances those voices and those messages. And these other platforms just don't quite get it. They just don't quite understand that yet. Is that if you would just allow those voices to be there, they may not be gaining some of the traction that they are, but what happens when people hear that these other platforms have banned these documentaries and banned these very public voices from speaking? The Tucker Carlson's, the... Um, the Danielle Smiths, the Dr. Jordan Petersons. It intrigues and bestows upon you the curiosity that you are going to go look when you may not have looked before. Because you're like, what's the controversy over? Like, why is the country? And then all of a sudden you hear and you read these things, you're like, oh, fuck, I actually probably agree with this a little bit. But no matter how insane the message is from like the left crazy shit. Like I've watched videos of crazy far lefty people telling white people should be eradicated from this earth to be able to bring the balance of power to other minorities. And that's okay. That never got deplatformed. How the fuck is that a reality? You have trans drag queens wanting to advertise services to children, which used to be inappropriate, which still is inappropriate, but is being told that it's not. That shit doesn't get deplatformed. Like, it's wild. The world we live in is wild about how the polite conservative mind the polite and respectful person who just wants other people to be able to live their lives, it is provoked 
all of those people to the degree of what you're starting to see now. Tulsi Gabbard speaking out about speaking out against the DNC, going on programs like Fox News when Tucker Carlson was there and still to this day, getting into debates online in public forums with people like Cameron Haynes, Tucker Carlson after the fact. You know, the Joe Rogan's out there, she'll do that. You see all these people, it's not silencing their voices, they're, they're going to these platforms now that have far more reach. You see the stats with people like Tucker Carlson, how now his, Tucker on Twitter, his monologues that are less than 15 minutes long, you know, between 12 and 15 minutes, gaining such attention worldwide that they're, it's dwarfing Fox News's reach absolutely dwarfing their reach. See, and it's not doing anything to be able to silence these voices. And if you're pro-censorship, you don't realize that you're actually enhancing these messages because people who might just be like, you know what, I don't want to get involved. They're seeing what's happened. They're like, now I'm getting involved, which is what you see when BC in the polls is becoming conservative and if we had an election right now, would more likely than not either be a conservative minority or majority government, you've already seen it happening in Alberta, it's obviously going to happen in Saskatchewan. It's obviously going to happen in Manitoba. Obviously, Ontario is, you know, like a swing where who knows what's going to happen there. But with Pierre Polyev getting his message out in Ontario, it's going to be a tough run for liberals and NDPs out there for sure. But never mind in the polls, we have 81% of Canadians who are backing Pierre Polyev and the Conservatives right now. So, and you see this overwhelming, you know, uh, red tide, for lack of a better example of what we've seen before, happening in the States with the popularity behind Ron DeSantis and obviously Donald Trump. But you see somebody like RFK Jr., who's a lot more center left, not an extremist left, who look at the popularity that he's gaining now and how the DNC is specifically going out of his way to be able to ignore and push him down so that his message doesn't get out there. But it is because you see that he was just a guest on Joe Rogan's podcast. You know that he's going to be gaining popularity by going on shows like that far more than if he was going on, you know, MSNBC. So in censoring and telling people that they're not allowed to talk, the Canada that Justin Trudeau is trying to create is failing, is failing hard. Because it's not working, it's not going to work. Because you cannot censor people to the degree and issue policy that it censors premiers who just got elected into majority governments in Canada. So censorship will never work. Censorship will always fail. You may win a short-term game, but you're never going to win the war because all you're focused on is the battle. <laughs>